Welcome to the Global Venture in Review podcast. My name's James Mawson, founder and editor-in-chief of our publications, Global Corporate Venture in, Global University Venture in, Global Impact Venture in. A great pleasure to be with you at the end of what's been a very exciting week for us all here at uh, the publications, given that we've had our first GCV Digital Forum over the past couple of days. Thierry Hellis is uh, busy catching up on some of the news for Global University Venture, so won't be joining us, and it will just be me giving a few of the highlights. Obviously, there's a lot more available on the GCV Digital Forum site still, and uh, there'll be plenty of follow-ups for us over the next few weeks. But uh, my thank you, first of all, to the team and all who have worked their socks off for this first Digital Forum, and also to the sponsors, speakers, and attendees who have made it such a success. The platform will stay open for at least 30 days, so uh, do check it out if you want to catch up with some of the pre-recorded and otherwise networking functions. And I'm mindful of the months of hard work, ideas and energy that have gone in to deliver on this project, while continuing with the existing workload and all in a time of unprecedented stress and loss in society generally, reflected in the general mood with Blackout Tuesday just past. A virtual conference can seem a weak imitation of in-real-life events, but if done well, then it can add to the digital tools to make a more powerful and effective whole. The opportunities to build bridges and collaborate to make the world a better place through thoughtful innovation aligned with societal and ethical goals remains our lodestar here at Morsonia. And it was exciting to hear the industry on the GCV Leadership Society Advisory Board, chaired by Yong Sung from Samsung this week, share the perspectives on how communities can come closer together through these trials and create more diverse and inclusive investing environments. Samsung Next will share its playbook for this at the forum and beyond. And my colleague Thierry has just put up his latest report on Set Squared to complement his earlier one from the University of Oxford ecosystem and you can catch up with portfolio companies from both at the forum. My thanks to Kalyan Antonov for the notes on the event below. We will plan a follow-up virtual and or hybrid conference as people start to emerge after the summer and this will lead into the next GCVI Summit in Monterey, California on January 27th and 28th while postponed GCV Symposium will now take place on December 7th and 8th both combined with GCV Academies. And for those with sharp eyesight for who saw my video presentations at the Digital Forum in the background of my home office is a small tree which I planted as a visual metaphor. Out of small oakhorns can come mighty oaks, and let us together plant the seeds that will make the world a better place. So, a little bit more on some of the content shared at the Digital Forum, which had 600 attendees from across the time zones, creating a unique network and sharing of insights. To take one sample from a delegate, quote, Great session, Linda. Hope there was good follow-on chat in your booth after Linda Yates's Buy, Build, Partner and Invest panel. And nice to see Ira Aaron Price, early investor and board member of Tesla and SpaceX, join too, end quote. And Mac49 CEO Linda Yates replied, quote, Actually, it was crazy as all these people wanted to continue, so we did a spontaneous Zoom meeting with about 15 people, and then people who joined late asked if we could do it again so they could ask questions. Pretty cool, and a good lesson for the next digital one. We will automatically set up a Zoom and post it for folks to go to if they want to continue the dialogue. And even at live events, say, we can take a meter room and say, hey, if people want to continue the dialogue, come to this room, end quote. Not all the conversations were so public, of course, as a series of private NDA or non-disclosure agreement sessions run by Dave Stevenson America, Mark 
call Silicio at Clarity unpick the strategic direction corporate venturing can take and how to engage with a wider set of stakeholders. Core message was to quote, evangelize the idea the CVC is here to stay, end quote. Touchdown Ventures President Scott Linnae and partner Peth Gerns ran a short poll during a session shifting gears commercial deals that found that while some corporations were slowing down the new investments, others were keeping to the same piece. Something that our news editor Rob Levine will definitely testify to after the second biggest news week for GCV ever in the prior week. And corporations are becoming increasingly aware of their power to support portfolio companies and entrepreneurs more broadly through being a customer or a supplier. Second question in Touchdown's poll surprised Linne in a positive way. It's nearly half the respondents said their corporate parent has strategic or commercial relationships with about three quarters of their portfolio companies. But that is probably to be expected from such a smart group. Andy Fisher, Senior Director at US Restaurant Group Chick-fil-A's Red Wagon Innovation Unit, won Touchdown's Who's the Smartest CVC game over Quarantini's at the formal end of the first day on the third and promptly donated a prize to the Centres for Disease Control and Prevention. Dave Horowitz runs these quizzes each Sunday to raise $20,000 for the CDC, so happy for more to sign up there. And the spirit of generosity and consideration ran through the entire forum as Samsung next shared its playbook survey for thinking through more diversity and inclusion among portfolio companies. Speakers pointed to the need to use innovation to make a positive impact on society and to join up across governments, universities, including from the powerful set-squared ecosystem and corporations as well as other venture investors. Jim Wilkinson, interim CEO of Oxford Sciences Innovation, celebrated its fifth anniversary since starting a £600 million sterling fund to primarily support University of Oxford spin-ups and said, quote, such a lot has happened. The next five years should be really exciting as our portfolio companies begin to show results, end quote. And some of these spin-ups are already producing vaccines to treat COVID-19. And many of those uh, portfolio companies and spin-ups were available through the GCV Connect platform and also onto the challenges section, which was kindly provided by Laura at uh, Innova360. And we're delighted that VFairs and Mohammed were able to organise the sort of the overall platform for the event as well. So thanks to everyone who's been involved in that regard. And governments are also stepping up and leaning in. Shiva Dastar, Head of Innovation Finance Advisory at the European Investment Bank, joined Wilkinson, Elizabeth Boggs-Davidson, the Director of SDG Impact in the United Nations Development Programme, and Gwyn Jolliffe Botterell from the European Commission, as well as John Lauchner, President of General Motors Corporate Venturing Unit, GM Ventures, in talking about how governments are providing the billions and looking to corporations to bring the trillions of dollars on their balance sheets to tackle the sustainable development goals laid out by the UN. Lochner has been doing exactly this, crowding in to build a stellar portfolio, not all public, over the past decade to help GM prepare for the triple wave of disruption of electrification, ride-sharing and autonomous vehicles. After 41 years, he leaves behind a company this summer with a powerful CBC unit and team, similar to what Dave Gilmore, head of BP Ventures, achieved for the oil major. Fortunately, both will stay involved in innovation venture and in the GCV ecosystem, pass on their wisdom. As Gilmore said in his opening discussion, what I wished I knew about CVC when I started to effect change would be to go faster. The time is now more broadly for innovation to meet capital, the theme of our GCVI summit in California at the end of January. 
and one of the attendees of the digital forums, SoftBank, announced a $100 million opportunity growth fund to invest in companies founded by people of colour and will waive a management fee or carry. More on funds and other news and brief later on. As Inga Muller, Senior Operations Manager at EMBW New Ventures, posted on social media, quote, My favourite quote of the day came from Jacqueline Lesage Krauss, Head of Munich Re Ventures, on positive change that can come out of the coronavirus. The status quo is a decision. And Black VC, after the Digital Forum, held a virtual event. We won't wait to say that it's time some practices came to an end. And that, indeed, is a true opportunity for change through innovation. On the second day, there was more of a focus on how the shift is happening from east, well, from west to east in some ways. It is hard to grasp the rapid shift in balance of innovation potential currently underway from the west to the east and the locus of mimetic desire shifting from what Silicon Valley does to what Shenzhen and Beijing are up to. In South Korea, conglomerates strictly restricted in owning financial units will be allowed to establish corporate venture capital units under their holding groups, according to the latest economic outline from the Finance Ministry, reported by Pulse. In the sixth emergency economy meeting chaired by President Moon Jae-in yesterday, it was revealed that deregulation could take place in September allowing conglomerates to establish CBC subsidiaries. This partly reflects the fact that on the ground, Samsung, LG, Hyundai, SK, Lutte and Neva have already been increasingly active CBC investors through rural workarounds, but it comes as pressure grows on economies to fund innovation as a way of bouncing back from the coronavirus. South Korea plans $62 billion in funding in the New Deal targeting the green and digital economy, while Europe last week said it intends to invest about $100 billion dollars in innovation funding over the seven years from 2021. For context, however, China's two big conglomerates, Tencent and Alibaba, are planning a combined $100 billion of deep tech investments over three to five years. Tencent, which is reportedly buying a 200 million stake in Warner Music Group to go with minority stakes in Spotify and Universal Music Group, in addition to its own Tencent music streaming business, will issue $6 billion of loan notes to help pay for its $70 billion program of corporate venturing and investment. As Martin Lau, President of Tencent, which is a member of the GCB Leadership Society and on its advisory board, said, quote, We are pleased with the positive response to the notes, demonstrating investors' recognition of our fundamental business resilience, which enables us to sustain robust cash flows while fulfilling our responsibilities to society. The underlying message of the second day of the GCB's first online digital conference centred on the necessity for collaboration and connection between investors and other parties involved in the process of venture invested, as well as reflected on differences across countries. Alvin Grayling, China president at HTC, in the opening keynote said the fact that virtual reality adoption in China is much bigger than the business-to-business than in the business-to-consumer market, possibly something which will take place here in the West. It's definitely not something we see in Brussels, but who knows? Tech adoption and use has very different patterns in China and here. WhatsApp has not become anything remotely similar to WeChat so far in terms of functionality, for example. And Gen Chukikawa, CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Innovation Growth Ventures at Electronics Producer Sony Japan, commentated that communication with investors is important in his second keynote following Alvin's. Quote, you need to watch capital markets carefully. I think there will be areas where money is more abundant and others where it is scarce. Also, exchanging information with your colleagues from other funds to where they are putting money is quite important in the post-COVID environment. End quote. 
Girish Nadkarni, head of Total's Carbon Neutrality Ventures, Venture Unit of Oil and Gas Major Total, also mentioned how having established contacts with other co-investors in the past has facilitated communication with them during the lockdown. Quote, we are quite used to interacting with investors electronically or digitally. We met them in person at conferences such as the ones GCV organises. This makes it a lot easier, end quote. Ned Carney also mentioned that the lockdown has made some of the due diligence process, especially for companies whose industrial facilities cross borders cannot be visited Spectre now. However, he stressed his team has been able to count on other trusted co-investors who may purport, perform part of such due diligence tasks. Ned Carney's colleague, Demi, Edo Somwan, Managing Director of Emerging Markets, summed up the situation as, quote, solidarity among investors, end quote. In a similar vein, Modwena Rismog, co-founder of Rafla Capital, expressed her appreciation for culture among another class of co-investors, which is vital for early-stage companies, quote, the culture of angel investor has driven a spirit of generosity that will deliver multifold returns in the long run, end quote. We also spoke of another class of investors. Family offices ventured an opinion they would likely reallocate more capital to alternative investments than previously, though she acknowledged that it is, quote, hard to invest in dozens of illiquid companies, end quote. Laddie Greenstreet, head of EMEA, or Europe, basically, at Accenture Ventures, the venture and vehicle consultancy firm Accenture, reminded about the crucial role corporate venture units play in helping corporations navigate the troubled waters of technology disruption. They help corporate parents be big and nimble, he said, at the same time by unlocking value that emerging companies may create. And futurist and award-winning author Rohit Tawa presented four scenarios for the unfolding of the coronavirus crisis and developed different industries and technologies whose development may be accelerated by it. More importantly, he spoke briefly of impact investing, noted there may be a powerful player entering the field such as sovereign wealth funds that woke up to impact investing last year. Sovereign funds have more potential to be a powerful co-investor, not only in impact, but also in the innovation space as a whole. Another powerful co-investor that was discussed at the Digital Forum was the European Union. Patrick Chan, Deputy Director General of the European Commission, spoke about the recently proposed 750 billion extra lending capacity proposed by President Ursula von der Leyen in addition to the 1.1 trillion euro proposed in new EU budget for 2021 to 2027. He called it, quote, a great opportunity to invest in the next generation European Union. Shiva Dastar, head of division at Innovation Finance Advisory at the European Investment Bank, explained how the European Union is looking to finance not only solutions in sustainability, but also the broader digital ecosystem. And Bindi Carrier, advisor of the European Innovation Council, noted that the EU is now engaged with private equity, venture capital, public and crossover funds in a bid to create an effective public-private partnership. She underscored the importance of letting, quote, private investors do what they do best, end quote. And in the final keynote interview, Jasper Boss, head of M Ventures, venturing unit to Germany-based pharmaceutical company Merck, shared with the online audience the rationale behind the co-investment fund M Ventures has set up, quote, we see more opportunities than when we possibly can invest in. Boss also added that corporates are particularly good at overcoming a knowledge gap when invested in nascent pharmaceutical enterprises. This was a particularly timely remark when the world looks to pharmaceutical industry with hope to rid it of COVID-19. So that's all the quick summing roundup, some of some of the highlights from the Digital Forum. Obviously, there's a whole host of other sessions and 
different insights shared. So my thanks again to all the speakers and attendees, as well as the team for pulling it together. Now on to the news in brief. COVID-19 does not seem to have done much to dampen investor spirits outside a few key areas. And if anything, it's accelerated what was beginning to become comparatively stagnant M&A market. One of the biggest beneficiaries has been Intel Capital, which has already recorded exits from portfolio companies Lysansa, Cloud Genix and Moveit this year, and which is now set to exit Spot, a developer of cloud workload management software, for a reported tag of $450 million. Toma Bravo, a private equity firm, is looking to execute $100 million EcoStar acquisition, which was formed by BAE, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon and Rolls-Royce before Merck and Co. became a shareholder in 2014. Fibrosis drug developer Pliant Therapeutics has become the latest life sciences company to launch a successful flotation, with an initial public offering at the top of its range to raise $144 million. And TSE Mother's Market in Japan has approved the IPO for engineer orientated staff and services provider Brandon Engineer. That will give a number of corporations an exit. Canada-based Repar Therapeutics is the latest drug developer to file for initial IPO as a precision oncology-focused company is targeting $100 million on Nasdaq. And Vroom is set $319 million as its target for an IPO for the automotive e-commerce platform. And China's stock markets look set to benefit from increasingly stringent roles in the US. And one of the country's latest companies to file for an IPO is Shenzhen Yanmei Technology which could raise up to $100 million when it floats on Shanghai's star market. On to deals. We've seen on-demand ride provider Didi Shuxing has raised more than $500 million for an autonomous driving subsidiary in a round led by SoftBank's second vision fund. Vero Money is one of several digital banks to spring up in the past few years, but intends to be the first to secure a national bank charter in the US, having closed a $241 million Series D round. And e-commerce markets have been one of the more exciting investment areas in Southeast Asia in recent years, and Vietnam's Tiki has been among the market winners, looking to raise $130 million in a round. Car maker Geely's new energy vehicle rental service, Xiao Lingu, has pulled in $96.7 million in the Series A round from investors including Ningbo Yingcheng Group. And microprocessor Ginkgo Bioworks has increased its overall funding to nearly $790 million in a $70 million round, including strategic partner Illumina. On Global University Venture, we've seen Ethera accept $85 million in the Series B round for the Washington State University Neurogenerative Disease Drug Spin-Out. And Oxford has encoded base genomics with a $11 million round to further its progress of research covered out at the University of Oxford on a tumour DNA blood test. On to funds. Pfizer is augmenting its VC investments with $500 million. MassMutual has amassed its third $100 million fund. And with no need to say that inclusion support for black lives is on everyone's lips right now. And SoftBank is putting skin in the game by forming a $100 million investment vehicle called Opportunity Growth Fund specifically back entrepreneurs and founders of colour. And India-based classified listings operator InfoEdge is looking to set up a new corporate venture vehicle, InfoEdge Venture Fund, with a $100 million target. And Real Tech goes local with its latest fund, with Kobayashi and Daikin Industries among the limited partners for the investment funds' latest target, which is $74 million. 
there that's all the highlights for the past week so my thanks to everyone again and uh, catch you all next week Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.